Hey guys, and welcome to episode number 109 of Dylan Al Talk NFL. Today is Tuesday, July 26th. We were recording at just about 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got two segments for you today here. Uh, the NFL just released 13 alternate or throwback, un- or uh, not uniforms, but helmets. Mm-hmm. So we're going to break down, I don't know if we're going to break down each one, but we're going to talk about some of our favorites and some of the ones we really don't like. And then we are going to conclude today's episode with the NFC North preview. Uh, Hard Knock starts like next week, two I believe. Weeks. Two weeks, I'm sorry. Two weeks from today. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll be talking about the Lions as well as, you know, the Bears, the Vikings, and the Packers. So a couple things have changed, you know, in the NFC North and whatnot. Mm-hmm. We're going to see. I, I don't see a clear-cut change in the um, division winner mm-hmm. because they only lost one big name, the Packers did, instead mm-hmm. of the potentially uh, they've almost lost Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll break down the division. We'll, think, we'll get uh, our thoughts on... Uh, you know, who we think is going to win, who's going to be a breakout, and who's going to be a disappointment in the NFC North this year. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think we should lead off with uh, just some quick news here that just broke about 25 or 30 minutes ago. The unfortunate news that Chris Carson has decided that he has to retire due to his neck injuries that mm-hmm. he'd suffered throughout his career. Uh, five seasons for the Seattle Seahawks, two 1,000-yard seasons in his career. Mm-hmm. It's really unfortunate to see him retire. Uh, he was a really consistent running back there for a few years in Seattle, mm-hmm. um, in the Russell Wilson days. Even you know he was kind of in that post Legend of Boom era, I would say, mm-hmm. uh, just joining the team in um, would have been twenty seventeen. Yeah, yeah. If he played five seasons, I'd have been joining the team in twenty seventeen. So it was just about at the end of their run, and uh, he really helped carry the team. You know, running the ball wise after Marshawn Lynch had retired. Um, so it looks like Rashad Penny's going to take over as the starter. He had a pretty good season last year, I think having almost uh, 800 yards, mm-hmm. uh, including a big 159-yard and two-touchdown performance against the Lions in Week 17 last year. And then a uh, second-round draft pick that they took this year for out of Michigan State, Kenneth Walker, mm-hmm. who won the Doak Walker Award last year, having a 1,600-yard season with 16 touchdowns. That's really going to help out to ease the burden of the loss of Chris Carson. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate to see somebody retire after five years in the league, you know, yeah. at age 27 when, you know, mm-hmm. I know most running backs don't hit their prime until, like, age 24, 25, and he was maybe towards the end. You know, you don't see very many 30-plus-year-old running backs consistently, you know, prove themselves in the NFL. But I think Carson could have been one of those guys if he stayed healthy. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see what the Seahawks are going to do. You know, they're now they're without one of their leading rushers and obviously their leading passer in Russell Wilson, you know, uh, with him being traded to the Broncos in the offseason. What are your thoughts on Chris Carson calling it a career? Said it's an Andrew Luck situation, you know. Really unexpected. Happened right before the, you know, really the start of the season as we were starting to hit training camps this week. Mm-hmm. And, and training camps like opening this week for veteran players. Uh, rookies had already reported last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple, think five, six teams reported yesterday, including the Raiders, um, the mm-hmm. Bills, and I think the Rams opened up camp yesterday too. That, when do the Lions open? Uh, I think Thursday or Friday. I'm not sure though. You know, it's uh, it's unfortunate because I felt like he he was an above average running back in this league, um, and injuries just kept slowing him down. Like this this year in fantasy, I think was going to be his first year really, you know, take that mantle for the Seahawks, and. Uh, it ended up being, you know, random running backs seemed about every week, with the exception of Rashad Penny being a mainstay. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, DJ Dallas was getting carries at one yeah, point last season. Else. Yeah. It was like three or four. It was guys. almost like a who's other than Rashad Penny. It was almost like a who's who mm-hmm. of this of the uh, Seattle Seahawks taking carries last year. And Chris Carson was the main guy, mm-hmm. so it was you know it was it was bumming. You know, it would, uh, you wanted to see him have a good year. Yeah. And uh, 
just injuries held him back from that, and then this is just surprising. I thought because we we broke down Seattle yet, or we no, we during the we next week, yeah. I think in some segment a couple weeks ago, I think we just talked about, mm. you know, the options Drew Locke was going to have in that backfield with Chris Carson. With Penny and, and then with Penny. Kenneth Walker. And we talked about when they uh, when they drafted Kenneth Walker. Mm. Um, so this comes as a shock. Kenneth Walker is going to see, I think, an uh, increase in, in uh, touches now. Mm. Probably wouldn't have got many. Um, but, yeah, it's just unfortunate. And at the end of the day, the neck injury, I think he's doing what's best for him now. Because mm-hmm. that, that can leave you paralyzed. That can lead to all types of things. And his best seasons were 2018-2019. You know, yeah. uh, 247 carries, 1,151 yards, 9 touchdowns in 2018. Um, and just only 20 or 31 more carries. He produced 1,230 yards and 7 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. 681 in 2020. And then only 232 yards and 3 touchdowns in 4 games. Uh, with a career stat line of 769 carries for 3,500 yards and 203 first downs with 24 touchdowns. Mm. Averaging 4.6 yards a carry, 71 yards per game, which is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, even had 107 catches for 804 yards career with 7 touchdowns. Wow. Averaging about um, 16 receiving yards per game. 82% catch rate, which is pretty good for a running back, mm. I think. The issue, though, he did have in the 2019 season, the, although he had 1,230 yards and mm-hmm. seven touchdowns, was he had seven fumbles. He had mm-hmm. seven of his 12 career fumbles in that season. Yeah. So he did have an issue in 2019. Bounced back, though, with only two more fumbles in the rest of his career after in 16 games played combined between mm-hmm. the 20 and the 20, 21 season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like you mentioned, it's unfortunate to see him go. The Seahawks are going to miss him. But I think they're covered with, you know, Penny having that 800-yard season basically off the bench last season mm-hmm. and then bringing in Kevin Walker. Yeah, um, one-two punch. With a nice one-two punch for sure. I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a by-committee approach because I think, I think they're – hot. It's whoever's – yeah, it's going to be by committee, whoever's got the hot hand at the time. Uh, Pete Carroll has done that in the past mm-hmm. post-Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. I know Penny and Carson have shared carries in the past, even when Carson was – someone was, before Carson – who split with Carson, and then Carson, I think, took the role. Mm. There was another person. There was another yeah, I know who you're talking about. Between, I can't think of his name. Between he was a local. He was a local Central Michigan. I, I know who you're talking about. I can't think of the guy's name. He had a breakout few games in mm. maybe 2017, 2018, mm-hmm. like just when Carson was coming up. Let me see if I can try to find him. And then I felt like Carson took the spot from him. Mm-hmm. Um Let's see. I'm trying to think who was even on this team. Mm-hmm. It had to be like 2018. Yeah. <coughs> oh, Thomas Rawls. Yeah. Yep. But that was more like 2014. It was 2011-2014. Yeah. It was where he was at when he was at Central Michigan. Yeah. So it would have been. And then Chris Carson. Where he drafted 2015. Yeah. Um, so it must have been probably 2017 season then, yeah. I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember he had a couple breakout games there, and then everybody's he, like, who is this guy? I was thinking he was, like, going to be the And that he was going to be the next Marshawn Lynch, yeah. kind of, you know, because that, that was right after um, he had retired, or went to o- moved on to Oakland before mm-hmm. he retired. Let me see if I can uh, pull it up. I think, it, I think he was there in 2017, because that's when... Um, at least 2015 he was there, 2015, 2016, because that was around the end of uh, Lynch, and I think uh, Rawls might have been there like one year. 2015 was his breakout season, no. 830 yards and four touchdowns. No. And that would have been the year after the uh, Malcolm Butler play. Um, that uh, 
cause the Patriots to win a uh, Super Bowl and keep Russell Wilson from two back to Because uh, uh, Marshawn Lynch's last season was 2015 mm-hmm. in Seattle. And they um, went to Oakland for two and then came back for like two games with the Seahawks in 2019. There was also over there, there was um, CJ Procise. I, uh, I remember him, yeah. Yep. I was thinking of Christian, uh, Christian Michael. Robert Turbin was mm-hmm. another name that, that, that filtered through that backfield. They've had a lot of guys there. Yeah. And Chris Carson seemed like he was really like the stable one there, at least mm. for the last three, four seasons. Mm. Like underrated um, fantasy pick, underrated in the league. And it's just unfortunate because I really felt like 2018-2019 was getting this, you know, he was getting this time to shine. Yeah, yeah. 2020 gets a couple injuries. I thought he was going to bounce back in 2020. And like I said, it was just, it bummed me out to see him have another season like 2020. That kept him on the sideline and uh, ultimately ended his career. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate. It's, it's, it's always sad to see guys retire. You know that were very relevant in the league. Not saying that some of these players weren't relevant or mm-hmm. you know not disappointing to see them retire. Chris Carson was a name, but you see a Chris Carson retire. You know at, at twenty seven, five years into the league with mm-hmm. you know seventy five hundred career rushing yards almost, yeah. and then you just see that happen. It's just unfortunate, but. It's the way that the NFL goes. It's a business, you know. He made his money. He, he made the smart decision at the end of the day to decide to hang it up before, you know, more. it would have been more injuries could have happened or he could have been in worse shape, mm-hmm. you know, going into the end of his, you know, his post-football career life. All right, with that being said, we are going to move on to the new NFL helmets that were released mm-hmm. on uh, July 25th, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, NFL put this on their Twitter page. Um, there's 13 helmets here that they released. Uh, the Bears, the Bengals, the Cardinals, the Commanders, the Jets, the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Panthers, the Saints, the Texans. The Cowboys actually got two. Yep. And then throwbacks by the Giants, the Patriots, the Jets-ish is kind of a throwback, I think. And then um, the Cowboys getting their, their throwback. Yep. But let's uh, let's just go through these alternate helmets first before we kind of get into the throwbacks. I'm going to go right in order by the way that those mm-hmm. put on the Twitter page by the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chicago Bears helmet. It's an all orange kind of finish um, with the, the the C and the Chicago Bear logo in, it looks like a dark blue or a black maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it looks all right. They're going to pair it. I saw with an, they're going to bring back the orange um, jerseys. Mm-hmm. They're going to do, I think, a week six Thursday night game mm-hmm. at home and they're going to bring those back. What are your thoughts on those helmets? On the Bears helmets? Uh-huh. I know you said you really are a fan. I think they would work better, honestly, with like a white jersey uh-huh. or a blue jersey. I uh-huh. just think the orange with the jersey becomes too much. I don't think the hel- the helmet by itself is actually a really cool idea because what you see in their helmet that no other team is doing is they're inversing their normal helmet. Yeah. That's they're they're taking the orange from inside the Chicago Sea and putting it on the outside and taking that blue and putting it inside. I think that's a really cool concept. I just don't know how I feel about orange jersey, orange helmet. I uh, I am a big fan of all these helmets, though, in the sense that just last year, I think the rule was still in place that teams could only have one helmet. Mm-hmm. And um, there was minor exceptions. Like, I think the Colts back in the 2010s had, like, a blue helmet with a white stripe. And then Lions get that all silver for Turkey Day. Um, but there was it was one color for your helmet, and that was it. And I love the fact that we're now getting different options because it's going to make the jerseys... For one, Madden gameplay awesome, but for you know the on the field matchups, mm-hmm. I think it's just gonna add so much more. Yeah, to the aesthetic. I agree. I agree. And it's it's gonna look sweet. 
I'm already imagining in in that in that Bears helmet. I'm already picturing Justin Fields. Uh-huh. And you know what? I'd love to see that helmet with. It's the white jerseys, and I almost have the blue and orange. Oh, okay, those are it's their color rush jerseys. Yeah, they wore them a couple I, times. I would love to see that with this helmet. Uh-huh. That's that's my dream. I think they wore them in the Monday Nighter against Minnesota last year. Mm-hmm. I, I know what jerseys you're talking about. I think that would look yeah. really good with the orange. I think that would be the perfect um, accent with it just mm-hmm. being on the shoulders. I, I think Justin Fields would ball out yeah. in that fit. Now moving on to my personal number one favorite. Mm-hmm. This was already released beforehand. Well. Uh, they they did release a week four Thursday night game that they're going to be playing this year. They're going to wear these. Uh, white helmets with the black stripes on them, mm-hmm. and they're gonna have the same. They're gonna wear that color rush uni mm-hmm. that they that all they have white. the all white. And it's the Cincinnati Bengals. It is the cleanest helmet I think Best. that the NFL did. Mm-hmm. NFL, I'd give them like an eleven out of ten on mm-hmm. this helmet because it was that good. Mm-hmm. I love it. You know, as I mentioned, it's it's all white, and then the Bengal stripes mm-hmm. are in black, and I think that's yeah. beautiful. A white tiger. A white, yeah, yeah, white tiger. It's gonna look really good, and I uh, can't wait to see these on the field. What do you think? Dude, I already pulled up so many pictures of Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow with these photoshopped uh-huh. on them. And I'm telling you right now, these are some of the hardest NFL jerseys and helmets out there. Probably, dare I say, number one in the entire NFL is the Bengals jerseys. And these helmets just accent it so well. This fit on a Thursday night, that's about to go crazy. I'm excited. No, I am too, for sure. All right, moving on here. We got the Arizona Cardinals. They kind of looks like they got a matte black helmet just with the red cardinal. Mm-hmm. I think they could have did a little bit more. Yeah. I wouldn't have liked to have seen an all red, but I think maybe an all black with um, maybe the cardinal outlined in white. black or white. white. I think that would look really nice. I think that would really make it pop. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see what jerseys they're going to wear with these. They have not really announced. I think it's the all black. If they wear the all blacks, it'll look, it'll look okay. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it really wouldn't make sense for them to wear them. This was their basic generic, you know, red and white home uniform. Yeah. So I would have to think this would probably be a primetime fit with maybe the black jersey and the white pants. Mm-hmm. I think what what you're saying is spot on. I think they need, like, a, a, a white, in my opinion, to outline that cardinal. Because for me, it just gets lost in the back of the helmet. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I think the, the black they chose... Is a little too glossy looking yeah, for me. Yeah, I agree. It, it it doesn't quite have that like flattened look. Like let's say you take a look at the Jets helmet. Had they gone with something like that, but black, I think it would have maybe you know worked a little better. But then you look at the Jets helmet and you you wonder why the Jets helmet just looks a little bit better. Uh-huh. The white outline. Uh-huh. I think if they did that and they they kept a similar thing, I do think though that these helmets will look clean with the all black because yeah. that'll be basically. With the exception of the Panthers and the and the uh, the Panthers, I think the Commanders got a black jersey, and I think the Saints. This will be one of our first looks at an all black uni um, in the NFL. Besides the Steelers, I don't think they've ever done black pants. Have no, they? they've done the black pants, but they have. They were almost. I think they wore those when they did the um, Bumblebee uniforms, mm-hmm. and then they wear the the new color rush that they have, which is just the, the yellow lettering, mm-hmm. and then all black, everything else. I think that's the only real. The Steelers have a black helmet, right? Mm-hmm. That's, oh, yeah, that's this, the only teams we've seen with yeah. the with the black helmet. So this this is gonna create something cool, I think. I just not a huge fan of the helmet. No. Speaking of bad helmets, in my opinion, I really think the commanders swung and missed. Mm-hmm. First of all, on the jerseys. Second of all, on the name. And then I, we're on the subject of helmets, so I think you know the helmet is just an absolute swing and a miss. It's an all-black helmet with a W. 
on the top. Mm. Almost on the top. And I said, this is probably the only W they might be getting this season. Honestly, it could be. And it ain't a W because the helmet looks... No, the helmet's definitely not a W. They may get a few <laughs> on the field, but they did not nail the hel- in the helmet department. It's it's not good. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, black, the, the black uniforms that they came out with are okay. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say they're great. Kind of plain. They're, they're plain, and, and I guess I guess they wanted to match a plain jersey with a plain mm-hmm. helmet? I don't know. I, everything the commanders have done with the renaming process, the jerseys, has, has been disappointing because you can find a million other photoshops. That look ten times. Even if they're helmet, still bad, they look ten yeah. times better. They look so much better. So it's just like, man, you could have gone on Google Images and literally sto- asked, asked someone to use their design. And they probably would have been stoked. But, uh, like you said, most plain helmet. Dare I say, it, I would say it's the worst, but I think there's one that we both agree is the worst helmet. <laughs> Maybe to ever touch the NFL. And we'll talk to that one in a little bit. Alright, while we're on the subject of the Dallas Cowboys, they had two helmets get released. One throwback, mm-hmm. one alternate. The alternate one looks really nice. I like it. It's mm-hmm. basically the classic cowboy helmet, but except in silver, it's mm-hmm. in white. I really like that. I think they could wear that maybe with their color rush unis, mm-hmm. which are all white. And then the throwback one. Mm-hmm. Just it, they brought back the old Dallas Cowboy. You know the the little more the smaller looking square or not square more, but the more mm-hmm. design looking star. Mm-hmm. I really like that. It, it kind of gives me that older school like eighties or nineties kind of vibe. That's mm-hmm. um, the ones that they're gonna wear on Thanksgiving when they're gonna bring back the old school uh, Dallas Cowboys throwbacks too. That mm-hmm. they're gonna wear on Thanksgiving. That just reminds me of watching Thanksgiving games um, when the Cowboys were playing the Redskins at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, you'd see guys like Tony Romo and Terrell Owens just mm-hmm. wearing those those clean uniforms. So, uh, what did you think about the Cowboys' two helmets that they released? I love the uh, alternate one. Um, basically, all the alternate one's doing is making it from white to silver. Mm-hmm. Um, the difference between these two is that the star does not have the white in it in the throwback one. It's just that all blue, which looks really nice, and in my opinion, looks better. Um, the face mask on the alternate is white where the face mask on the uh, throwback is like that kind of grayish blue mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. they have on their pants, at least, you know, the throwback It's almost like wise. a silver kind yeah, of. a silvery blue, uh-huh. um, which which really looks good and honestly just helps with the vibe of the throwback because that's, that's the color their pants were, that's the color their helmets were. Like, I really am a fan of this throwback uh, helmet, and I think they're going to wear it on Thanksgiving probably, yeah, if, yeah. I, if I had to say. Um, and I think Dak Prescott's going to look pretty cool in it. C.D. Lamb as well. Um, probably not Zeke, because Tony Pollard probably be starting by now kind of the season. But <laughs> we'll see how it goes for Zeke this year. All right, moving on here to the Philadelphia Eagles. They're uh, bitter-hated division rivals in the NFC East. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, their helmet, I think, is more... I think what a lot of these teams did is they matched their new helmets that they're going to wear with the alternate uniforms. You mm-hmm. know, they... With the Eagles, you know, they're usually the just the green helmet with the or the darker, you know, the darker green helmet, almost like a black kind of, mm-hmm. just with the eagle on it. This one's more of the matte black kind of type, that and that they that matches their their black uniforms that they wear usually in a primetime game and whatnot. I'm excited though for their Kelly green uniforms. I want to see oh the throwbacks what, like what Randall Cunningham they, was yeah. wearing those. It, it's basically the the that? green that the Kelly green that they have on the jerseys with the old you know the older school looking eagle on it. Yeah. Reminds me, Wait, like did I they said, release when, a helmet for it? I don't know if they released a helmet for it, but I know that there were rumors. Were those a... rumors true that they were going to wear those in a game this year? I, I thought they were. Or was that just maybe leaks or whatnot? 
people trying to toy with us. Uniforms this season. Let's see. Searching that up right now, bringing that up. Uh, beginning in the 2023 season. Okay, so next year. So maybe they'll come out with a new helmet for that. But, dude, this right here is so flame, dude. I, I want to see that. Mm -hmm. Look at this, man. Look at that. Really nice. I, I'm excited Seeing Jalen Hurts and something like that would be really nice. It's it's just sweet. And it, it even goes back to when McCoy, Macklin, Jackson, Vic were there. They mm -hmm. used to wear those. Kevin mm -hmm. Cobb. Mm -hmm. um, they they had those uh, Kelly Green throwbacks and they took them away. Um, but I'm super excited to see them return in 2023, which we'll talk about that next season. And hopefully, you know, Lions black uniforms make yeah. a return. Um but do you have anything else to say here about the Eagles? Not much. No. I just think it's it's too close to the uh, to the regular one. But like you said, you made a really good point. It's it's matching their black jerseys. Mm -hmm. um, honestly, though, this this kind of seems like a step backwards in terms of um, I don't know. It feels like this is going closer to their 2016 look for me. Mm -hmm. Wentz was there, yeah. and uh, that's kind of the look they've had for a while. But it. Uh, just doesn't seem very innovative or new or fresh. It just seems like a, eh. A meh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Moving on to the Jets. Uh, I think their uniform or their helmet came out kind of tried to match that all black, not the all black, but just the black jerseys mm -hmm. they came out with. Was the that 2021 or was that la was that last year? Or was that 2020? 2020. When they came out with the black jerseys, I think it was just last year. Might have been 2020, honestly. I don't remember, but anyways, the the newer jerseys that they do have. Didn't Flacco wear it the year before? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay, so it was 2020. But then. look at look look at the helmet real quick. Do you see a little bit of gray on that helmet? I think it's maybe the way the light the camera light's hitting it. It's the it only might thing I can be. think of, bro. If it's gray, it's going to look odd. Yeah, I know. It would look really weird. I already think the green they chose for their new helmets kind of looks odd. Uh -huh. I don't really match the jersey green. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this one? I don't like it, honestly. I don't like the newer Jets logo that they're trying to push on there. Terrible. I really don't like the old Jets logo either. Yeah. But I think they could honestly keep the older Jets logo versus trying to you know do a new spin on it. Yeah. It just looks like plain. Mm-hmm. It, the, the one thing I will give it credit, the white border. That's it. Mm -hmm. I don't like the logo. Yeah. I think the football might be the worst football I've ever seen on a logo. Exactly. And and the font they chose for Jets, I just think, looks stupid. Like, uh -huh. it, looks, it, it does not look good. Um, heck, the Commanders chose a better font for that W. Um, but I don't even know, man. This one, I think, is another one of those Commanders one where they, they tried something unique with the green face mask and the, and the grayish-black mm -hmm. helmet, but they ultimately, they fail. Yeah. Still not the worst helmet, though. Mm -mm. <laughs> no, we'll get on to that one here in a few more. Carolina, they did a really good job with that, I think. The black, yeah. the matte black finish with the, the Carolina, the kind of almost like, I wouldn't say it's more of a teal blue, but it's like Carolina-ish kind of blue mm -hmm. uh, with the Panther. They did the, the Black Panther, the logo in black, and then they mm -hmm. did the outline in the, the blue of mm -hmm. the Panthers. I really like that. And then the stripes yeah. up down the helmet. So cool. I, I like that that they kept like those. A race car. I like that they kept those, a uh, the Carolina Panther blue kind of. That is like mm -hmm. a race car. Uh, with NASCAR headquarters being in Charlotte, maybe they kind of threw that into you know mm -hmm. into mind when they were making these. Mm -hmm. um, they do have a black uniform that they'll probably wear these with. I think. Mm -hmm. I think that's why you're seeing that being that be, that's really a theme. I think you're noticing with mm -hmm. these teams coming out is that they just release black jerseys and they want to have something to wear with it. As mm -hmm. you were mentioning, the NFL being um, 
you know, letting them wear more than one helmet for this mm-hmm. for the future seasons. I think that really was inspiration for most of these helmets. Is mm-hmm. we've gone through this is helmet number eight, and uh, six of them are black, or five of them, pardon me, are black. Yeah, and they they look good. And then the Saints one is black too. I gotta say, out of all the black helmets that are here, Cardinals, Eagles, Commanders, um, Saints, Panthers. I think that's all five. And then the Jets. And Jets if, yeah. Um, I'd say the Panthers are my favorite. Oh, yeah. I, I think this one looks yeah. clean. It's close between the, the Cardinals uh, and the Panthers for me, but it's definitely the Panthers, I think, went out The barely. stripes on top yeah. just make it pop more than the Cardinals. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Had, there, had there been something else on the Cardinals, I think it looks good. I love the, uh, the blue that creates the silhouette of the Panther, too. It just uh-huh. looks really cool. Baker Mayfield's gonna look so cool in these. I want them to come out of these in week one and make a statement. Oh, yeah. I yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome, Intimidating. Man. Um, the, uh, the stripes look like race cars, but now that I look at them up close, they almost look like suspenders, too. Just, <laughs> like, on a suit. Um. Somebody still have the Minions movie fresh in their mind somebody, from last week. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it was pretty good in my opinion. A lot of people didn't like it, but, you know, genuine laughs for me. <laughs> Moving on here to the Saints helmet. Pretty much, basically, like, the gold one that they have. Yeah. Except they just, instead of the gold, the paint around it, it's just black with the Saint logo yeah. on it. I think this will maybe be their primary helmet moving forward. Because their home jerseys are... Black. Or, yeah, their home jerseys are black, right? Mm-hmm. I like this. This will be their primary home helmet, and I think that they're, when they wear the whites or mm-hmm. the, you know, the road unis, I think they'll wear the classic Saint helmet for that. I think I like the Florida Lees um, running down the middle mm-hmm. in a stripe. But when you look at it and you see where it cuts off with the black, it it doesn't. I think it might be the angle, mm-hmm. but it just it looks a little off to me because mm-hmm. there's like a piece of the black on the side. I don't know if you can see where the helmet like goes up, kind of on the back, that looks like it's supposed to be the stripe, but it's mm-hmm. like offset. Or something. Yeah, I don't know. This is just obviously we haven't seen these on field. We haven't seen these. Um, kind of hope maybe they wear maybe these during the preseason for a game. I think that'd be yeah. cool to see. I like. The Florida Lee, I almost wish it was all over the helmet. I think that would be really, really mm. cool. But uh, I do think these are pretty good. Um, not my favorite, not the worst. We are on to the worst. Oh, gosh. The Houston Texans, from Bill O'Brien's tenure to trading DeAndre Hopkins for literally nothing mm-hmm. to the way that they've handled the firing of Bill O'Brien mm-hmm. to the way that they've hired well, this they're on their second coach since O'Brien left mm-hmm. the way they handled the Deshaun Watson situation mm-hmm. and now and then the roster that they built probably the worst roster in the NFL mm-hmm. uh, the unfortunate news that John you know this really isn't a knock on them mm-hmm. but the unfortunate news that uh did you hear about John Mechie he got diagnosed with um with cancer I believe so, so he's going to be missing a little bit of the season, if maybe you know the whole oh season, depending gosh, on how his recovery goes and whatnot. So you know, we really th- thoughts and prayers are out mm-hmm. for John Mechie to make a speedy, speedy recovery to get back mm-hmm. onto the field. But you know, his health and safety is first and foremost. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I, I hate to talk about the horrible Texans uniforms after saying that, or yeah. the uh, helmets, but the, the red. They don't. I think I've only honestly seen them wear the red unis maybe once, twice a year. Mm-hmm. If you and, and I'm sorry. He, I like the red jersey if you kept the classic helmet. Yeah. But I'm sorry, the red on the helmet, I don't like it. It's, it looks terrible with the fact that a part of your logo is red. It. And then it kind of blends only like a quarter of the logo with the helmet, which I honestly think makes 
absolute no sense. Mm -hmm. it, it's just, I don't like it, and I think it's kind of weird. It's, it's odd to see. So a lot of these are white and black. The uh -huh. bears, when you compare these between the bears, I think the bears take this one by a long yeah, shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's not even close. If, if these were the only two helmets released, I would give so much props to the bears. Um, this is the worst helmet, maybe, that I've ever seen. And I, I'm not saying that in an exaggerated sense. I'm saying I don't want to see this on the field. I don't want to see this now off the field. It's just, it is not appealing to the eyes. And uh, seeing it with the red jerseys is just going to be overkill. Mm -hmm. Maybe if they wore white jerseys, it'll, it'll create something unique. Maybe it would look okay. Not yeah. great, just, just okay. This uh, pretty much sums up their team, though. Yeah. Absolute dog. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Those are all the alternate uniform... Or helmets, though. Ten alternate helmets? Yeah. I want to see more. And we talked about the one throwback with the Cowboys. we got three yeah. more throwbacks before are, we move on. I will say this. Uh, they are the... the throwback are the best. The top... Besides yeah, the, the Bengals. Yeah. The, if, if you made me do a top five between these 13, mm -hmm. the three throwbacks we're going to talk about are in my top five as well with the white Bengals. Mm -hmm. And then, honestly, I'd put the Panthers in there, I think, yeah. myself. Yeah. All right, let's for talk about the first one. We got the Atlanta Falcons. Mm -hmm. The I like the throwback design. I think they're yeah. going to wear these with a throwback uni. I think they're going to bring that old school Falcon black uniform back. I think it's going to be the black one. Black, yeah. I like the red throwing in the red with that and then mm -hmm. having the black and the old school mm -hmm. uh, Falcon logo kind of gives me Deion Sanders kind of vibes. Yeah. And then uh, the couple times that they wore them when Mike Vick was there, I really mm -hmm. liked the way that it looked with, with Michael Vick. So I hope yeah. that they can recreate that with some of their Just current stars on the field. You know, yeah, who's going to be the big star wearing these? I mean, you know, Ridley's suspended for the year. Yeah, so Kyle Matt Pitts. Ryan's on there, so you're going to get Pitts. Kyle Pitts in this uniform. That'll I think that'll fair. look nice, yeah. Uh, Giants-wise, or I don't have anything else to say Falcons-wise. No. I think I think, like, you hit it on the nail. It reminds me of a legend, Deion Sanders. Mm -hmm. That's what the Giants do for me. Lawrence Taylor is who I see when I see this helmet. And uh, I love that the blue is that darker blue. Did you see the video they released of uh, LT was in it? Uh -huh. He was given, like, uh -huh. to Saquon Barkley and them. And I thought, they've worn. I think they've worn the uniforms like this a yeah. couple times. I don't. Obviously, they can't. They couldn't until now wear the yeah. helmets. Yep. But I think, you know, with the with the word Giants instead of the NY, mm -hmm. it's just... The script, it I like it. I yeah. like it a lot, yeah. It I've lot. never been a fan of the Giants uniforms. Mm -hmm. I remember when, I think it was an Eli was still playing there, they had mm -hmm. the they wore the red yeah. uni ones. I didn't yeah. like that at all. Mm -hmm. uh, the whites they brought back, and I think maybe they wore these helmets once mm -hmm. with them. The color rush. Mm -hmm. The all whites with the blue lettering mm -hmm. on them. When Saquon, I think it was Saquon's rookie season yeah. in 2019, they wore them on a Thursday nighter against the Eagles. Yeah, those weren't that bad. But my favorite throwback uniform out of these four is the Patriots. Easily. Just I, I remember where it was like 2009, 2010. I remember they played a snow game against the Titans, yeah. and they absolutely killed the Titans mm -hmm. back. It was like an AFL throwback kind mm -hmm. of game, and they wore these with that helmet, and that was just one of my – and they wore it with the red, mm -hmm. like the old-school yeah. red 1980s kind of uniform, mm -hmm. and that was one of my favorite jerseys ever. This reminds me of when Brady played the Lions on Thanksgiving. Yep, yep. Wore they wore those same jerseys in that game too. Was that 2010, 2011, I believe? I believe so Brady had the long hair, I think. Mm -hmm. But – uh. Like I said, it kind of sucks that Brady's not there now because I want to see Brady rock one of these in maybe his last season or two mm -hmm. there. Um, but I I saw a picture, I think it was Matt Judon wearing this. And with that number nine, with the I think it's the red jersey, 
fire. These helmets, dare I say that logo is one of the coolest, like, in the NFL. It's so detailed. Mm -hmm. Um, It's unique when you compare it to everything. Kind of gives you that AFL kind of throwback, you know, as one of maybe the first Mm -hmm. founding teams in the NFL. Mm -hmm. And then, obviously, a heritage to the Patriots, you know, which, you know, the the country was started, you know, basically with the the colonies up in that that New England region. And that kind of gives me that, you know, America kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. they almost could label this as, you know, I know the Cowboys are America's team, but really, I mean, you know, with the logo and everything, Mm -hmm. almost you'd feel like the, maybe an outsider would think the Patriots, you know, when they hear America's team. You know, maybe a, an outsider from like Germany. You know, with yeah. uh, the NFL going to play a game in Munich this year, and then mm-hmm. you know, in, in um, England and the UK and whatnot. Yeah. You know, they probably would think that the Patriots are America's team, but you know, yeah. they don't think of the Cowboys as much. You know, just Definitely. with that logo alone, that just makes me think Patriots. You know, that would be the U.S.'s you know team. But yeah. history Definitely. and brainwashing has led us to uh, you know the Dallas Cowboys because you know they were so successful in the 1980s. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else you got to say about these helmets before we move on? I, I'm, I'm a big fan of all of them, mm-hmm. but, like, two, honestly. Yeah. I, uh, I'm saying Bengals are number one. I'm saying Patriots are number two. Falcons are my number three. Um, I would say the uh, – mm, it's, it's, to- it's a toss-up for me between the Giants and the Cowboys throwback. I'm going to go Cowboys throwback at four, and I'm going to go Panthers at five. Mm-hmm. Honorable mention would be the Giants and um, – I think they're just giants for me. Mm-hmm. I think I, I think go like I go Bengals, um, Patriots, Falcons, Panthers, um, and then I think a sneaky number five I think would be the Bears, mm. and then my only mention would be the Cardinals. I think Cardinals would go into my sixth spot if we had one. Nice. But really good job by the NFL on ninety five percent of these yeah. these helmets. I really like them a lot. I'm really excited to see these some of these star players that these teams play mm-hmm. for, Fields, Chase. Um, Hollywood Brown, Carson Wentz, Prescott, mm-hmm. Hertz, you know, McCaffrey, Camara, um, Barkley, um, Matt Judon, as you mentioned, Kyle Pitts, and some of these guys wearing these these mm-hmm. helmets that you know kind of go back into the heyday a little bit of Lawrence Taylor, mm-hmm. of uh, Emmett Smith, of a uh, you know Tom Brady, of a uh, Mike Vick, mm-hmm. Deion Sanders kind of type players, and then mm-hmm. obviously with the new ones. We create new memories with those great helmets, you know, mm-hmm. especially the Bengals one has got to be my favorite. Kind of gives me like a little bit of a college flavor to it, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminds me of uh, Michigan State wore a white helmet yeah. with uh, the green Spartan outline a couple times last mm-hmm. year, and I really liked that. And that Bengal helmet kind of gives me that kind of vibe, and I really like it. It's interesting how much the NFL is now pulling from college in these uh-huh. last couple years with the addition last year of any jersey number you really uh-huh. want. Uh-huh. Um, and then also now, alternate helmets, alternate jerseys. Well, we've, we've had alternate jerseys for a while, but in this sense, we've, we've not Now you get to match the helmets with and them, it, and, and that's going to really look really nice. And that's going to give these guys, you know, uh, hopefully they wear them maybe during December in my claws, my cleats. Yeah. And they can kind of, the players can throw their own flavor into these as well yeah. with, the, with the cleats that they decided to choose to, yeah. to, you know, make for a charity or for whatever they, they use their, mm-hmm. their cause for. Yep. Definitely. I think these are... I think some teams missed, but I think as a whole... A lot of teams hit more than teams missed. Yeah, this is a success for the NFL right here. Mm -hmm. All right, moving on here to our final segment of the day. We have the NFC North preview. Uh, We're going to lead off with this preview with the team that we were just talking about not too long ago when we were talking about helmets, uh, the Chicago Bears. We're going to lead off with their um, 2022 season. You know, how do you think the Bears are going to do? 
I don't want to say too great. I think adjusting to, I believe, a new head coach. Mm -hmm. Matt Eberflus, uh, the former defensive coordinator for the Indianapolis Colts, will be taking over. I think it's interesting, but I think the defensive coordinator is is not who they needed for a uh -huh. uh, coach right now, just because. And you forget their defense is in the toilet. You forgot opinion. who they lost. Khalil Mack. They're three big players. Two of them they lost on defense. They lost Keem Hicks yep. to the Bucks, and Khalil got traded. Khalil Mack got traded to the Chargers. Yeah. They got Roquan Smith, who, who's a beast. Mm, oh, um, huge. I'm not sure if Robert Quinn's Robert Quinn's still there. there. He's, he's going to be starting next year, yeah. yeah. Um, I think though the loss of a lot of their veterans is going to hurt them. Mm. Justin Fields is going to be the highlight of this team, I think. Oh, sure. I, I haven't been the biggest Fields fan, uh -huh. but I do have a little faith in him in a year or two. Maybe maybe a little more than some of the guys who came. I mean, he's year. gonna get a full camp. More than Lance. He's gonna get more a full than... camp as a starter. Yep. He's gonna get the first game. Mm -hmm. You know where he'll actually get to play. Who started for them? He played a little bit in that first game. Mm -hmm. But who's was it um who started for them last year for the first couple games? Andy Dalton. Oh, Dalton, yeah, that's right. And <laughs> the Red Rifle. Yes, sir. Uh Andy Dalton uh who couldn't win a single playoff game. I think he had one playoff touchdown in his whole Bengals career. And they made it like three or four times. Mm -hmm. What does uh Joe Burrow do? He goes and he has what, like three or four in the First playoff game, mm -hmm. you know, something incredible like that. Um, I saw a stat um, that I want to bring up about the Bears. So it compared uh, McLaurin and Mooney's Madden ratings, which we're going to do a segment on next week. But McLaurin is a 91 overall, which I think mm -hmm. is well-deserved. Mm -hmm. For sure, for sure. One of my favorite receivers. He, he got loved, Jamar Chase didn't. Mm -hmm. 77 receptions, 1,053 yards, 5 TDs. For McLaurin. Then, look at Darnell Mooney. He's a 79, 81 receptions. Four more receptions, 1,055 yards, two more yards, four touchdowns. One less touchdown, but... And that's a difference of 12. 12. <laughs> and in my opinion, Mooney is is right up there on the cusp of being a top 10 receiver. Mm. Oh, I agree. I loved the plays he made last year. He bailed Fields out of some throws. Even Dalton, I think. Mm. Uh, Allen Robinson was not there for the majority of the year. And this dude, in year two, pulled together... A thousand yard season. The year before he had six hundred and thirty one, four touchdowns in each. I mean, I I really like this guy. Um, Bum, the Lions didn't get him, of course, and uh, I think he's gonna have a big big jump in year three. That's the only year two. Year three. This, this is Fields. Is... I'm talking about uh, Mooney. Oh Mooney, sorry. I was yeah. gonna say this is only Fields' second year, but my only problem I have with Fields, other than Mooney, he's he's got nobody. Yeah. He's got a washed-up Nikhil Harry mm -hmm. coming from the Patriots. He's got Equinemius St. Brown. Didn't mm -hmm. really get that much love with the Packers, uh, other than the year where everybody went down but, like, Devontae Adams. Mm -hmm. uh, he's got Pringle, yeah. who, who's been arrested already and probably going to get suspended for yeah. a few games. Daz Newsome, uh, young player in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. uh, Dante Pettis, washed-up player from Washington that uh, I think played for the Giants, was drafted by mm -hmm. the Giants. Uh, Vellis Jones, who was drafted third round out of Tennessee, who was getting, like, C-minus, D-plus uh, draft grades. Mm -hmm. Wasn't one of my favorite receivers coming out of that draft. Mm -hmm. uh, Tajay Sharp, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Long, long. And then David Moore, yeah. uh, former, uh, he had that one breakout game uh, in the Super Bowl with the Seahawks. Yeah. And then you got Cole Komet, who's okay. You know, Cole Komet had a decent mm -hmm. season last year out of Notre Dame. Ryan Griffin and O'Shaughnessy are your backup tight ends. Yeah. So it's uh, basically yeah, almost like the who's who of former could have been star players in the NFL, mm -hmm. are on this Bears roster. Mm -hmm. And then Riley Reef at right tackle, Tevin Jenkins at left tackle, and a couple young guys in the guard and center position. Yeah. Uh, you got yeah, Robert Quinn coming back on defense. You got Roquan playing the mic spot. Mm -hmm. uh, you got Mario Edwards Jr. as a D-end uh, backing up. 
um, Robert Quinn, mm-hmm. and you got Eddie Jackson in that secondary. The only real secondary and that's name. really about it, you know. Um, Cairo Santers isn't really a consistent kick returner. Mm-hmm. Yes, you have Montgomery coming back as a running back. Mm-hmm. David Montgomery, really good season last Top year. Team. Went healthy. He had that turf toe. He missed a few games. Then maybe dropped off a little bit. Had a pretty good three or four game stretch to start mm-hmm. the season. Khalil Herbert really stepped up a lot, I think, in that role as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's unfortunate that this team just doesn't have um, Tariq Cohen anymore. Because yeah. Tariq Cohen was one of my favorite guys to watch in the yeah. league. Uh, Record-wise, I'm thinking they'll be lucky to go 5-12. and 12. Yeah. They may sneak out a 6-11 and 11 season. I don't think it's going to happen, but I think it's going to be a 5-12, and 6-11 kind of season. Uh, things to watch, you know. Who's going to step up for Fields? Yeah. Is it, who's going to step up besides Mooney? Mooney yeah. Who is it going to be Newsom? Is it going to be Pringle? Is it going to be one of these guys like St. Brown or Pettis? You know, if somebody goes down. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is just a, a depth chart that I read off just, you know, going into camp. Mm-hmm. Guys can make moves in camp. You know, they can make a sneaky trade or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, pick up a guy that got cut by another team. Maybe he can, you know, break out mm-hmm. on the defensive side of the ball. Eddie Jackson needs some help. Yeah. He can't do everything. That secondary is going to get torched on. this year. It would not surprise me if this defense gave up anywhere from 30, 27 to 30 points a game just mm-hmm. on how weak. You know, you got one good player on each level. Mm-hmm. You got Quinn and Adrian Robert Quinn at that mm-hmm. in the pass rush department. You really don't have that good of an interior rush defense in uh, Kyrus Tonga and Justin Jones. And then you, at the linebacking court, you got Roquan Smith. You know, he's getting up there in five, six years. You know, he's getting beat up because he's basically the only option at that point. And then you got Eddie Jackson in the secondaries who's, you know, in the thir- in his 30s. So who's going to step up on that defense other than those three guys is going to be the thing to watch. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on here to the Minnesota... Oh, I'm sorry, not the Minnesota Vikings. We're going to move on to the hometown team here. The Detroit Lions. Got hard knocks this year. Maybe that'll give the team a little bit of a boost. Uh, what are your early expectations for the 2022 Detroit Lions? Hopeful, which is something you know I didn't really have last uh, I have more hope season. this year. I know they had a worse record last year mm-hmm. than they did this year. Obviously, getting the number two pick in the draft mm-hmm. oh, could have, honestly, if we didn't have pride and wanted to beat Green Bay in Week 18, mm-hmm. we could have been the number one pick. Number mm-hmm. one pick. Honestly, would that have changed our draft pick? It may have. We mm-hmm. may have been very disappointed with Trayvon Walker instead of you know having Hayden Hutchinson fall into our laps at number mm-hmm. two. I um, I think based on strength of schedule, which is really going to help us out this year. Because we are playing a Seahawks team led by Drew Locke, which is not what they used to be. And what we week do we have them? Four. Okay, so they may not be meshed together. Mm-hmm. We're playing a... Uh, Eagles Eagles can beat us, I think, week one, but we do have a chance. Um, we're playing a Commanders team. We're playing the Bears twice. We're playing the Jets, the Jaguars, which are and the Giants. Three of the bottom teams. The Panthers are going to be tough, but they're... They've still got some holes, I think. Um, so that's seven teams that I Winnable think games. were better than or equal to. Now, you know we'll drop the game in Chicago because I don't know what it is about this team, no matter mm-hmm. how good, no matter how bad they are. But then... Soldier that, Field has been a stomping ground yeah, for us. That's without and mentioning... And getting stomped, not doing the stomping. <laughs> that's without mentioning the Vikings... Um, we always have trouble in Minnesota. We always play Minnesota yeah, close. If we split the series with them, that's We play them close minutes. at U.S. Bank, but it mm-hmm. seems like we always find a ridiculous way to lose, like we did last year, losing on a 54-yard field goal at the Horn. We're not going to bring up the Justin Tucker field goal because that was just flat-out depressing, honestly, and may have cost us Aiden Hutchinson at the end, so it may have been a blessing in disguise. But uh, what do you, you, so you're thinking six wins probably then, right? 
Yeah. Six wins, six and eleven. I think. Uh, I think we're there's seven winnable games. Um, but we I, forget I, who I, we're talking about. We we'll lose one. Or the Lions. We lose winnable games. We'll we'll go to the Giants. We'll go I to the see. we'll lose to the Jets. I think we we'll will lose. turn Zach Wilson into prime Tom Brady. I, I just we'll feel lose, it already. I think we'll lose two of the winnable games, which would put us at five. We're losing games. to the Jets. I'll tell but, you that right now. Uh, it, can anybody is the spread out for that game? I will put all my money on the Jets to we'll, win that game. We'll win one game we're not supposed to. So we'll win five of the seven winnables. And then we'll win a random. I said I think we could. Well, we beat the Cardinals last year. We yeah. beat the Packers last year. Mm-hmm. We beat two playoff teams last year yeah. that we really shouldn't have. The year the Patriots went to the Super Bowl versus the Rams, we beat, we beat them. them. That was Patricia's first. Uh, I think it was his first win too. Yep, and I think that was year Sam Darnold got drafted and what, threw a pick six in Week One, and we still lost that game. What a Matt Patricia man. I'm excited for Dan Campbell's uh, second year. I am too. And Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks is gonna be fun. Yeah, I, I'm excited. They're gonna get. Bring up Pat I was just watching, um, watching some of the press conferences that they've done during minicamp and during mm-hmm. rookie OTAs and whatnot. The relationship that Dan Campbell and Aaron Glenn have developed mm-hmm. in the last year or two has really made me excited and for he this. He said that he's. Uh, so he was worried about someone scooping him. Yeah, up. he was worried about. The, I think the Saints were were really thinking about getting him before they stayed in house with uh, hiring Dennis Allen instead of um, mm-hmm. going out and getting Aaron Glenn because he was one of their favorites after Sean Payton had retired. Mm-hmm. Um, you bring in Gerard Davis again for for Act Two as a Lion. Mike Hughes comes in from the Chiefs. You lose Reeve Mabin. Yeah. Uh, Flowers still hasn't signed his contract yet. I honestly, I don't go. want him. I don't want him. Uh, we Not pick up. We, we pick up DJ time. Chark. We pick up Garrett Griffith. Uh, we lose Hodge, which was kind of disappointing. We I get thought. Jamison Williams in the draft. Um, you pick up, as I mentioned, you pick up um, Aiden Hutchinson. Josh Pastor is going to be a guy I'm really excited to watch. Our yep. second round pick. Yeah. Um, Kentucky. This is yeah. This could be Goff's. Uh, him and I think him and Hutch were like one two in the combine. Yeah. In terms of speed metrics and um, and size. Size, I think it was. Yeah. So they were two two of the top three defensive edge mm-hmm. rushers in the um in and that combine stats, and we got both of them. We stole one it um in our second round, and that was um pick thirty. No, we mm-hmm. draft. We traded the because we were supposed to have like the thirty third. We're supposed to have the 33rd, and we traded that to Minnesota to get Jameson Williams' yeah. pick. And then, so I think we, we dropped into the 40s and got Josh Pastor. Yeah. I know I really wanted us to get um, Kobe Dean. Yeah. I think we passed on Kobe Dean like three times at that point. Yeah. I thought maybe that's why we traded up to get Kobe Dean. Mm-hmm. But uh, Goff's going into year two. He's got Boyle and Blau behind him. Yep. This is going to be Jared Goff's make-it-or-break-it season. Yeah. If he can't prove it this year and the team tanks and wins three or four games, you're right into the Caden Slovis – um, sweepstakes, you're right into the C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young sweepstakes to see who you can get and maybe change the future around a little bit at the quarterback position. Swift's going into year three as a running back. Swift is an absolute animal. Just uh, don't throw him the ball, <laughs> as, as was evidently made point uh, mm-hmm. in 2020 in week one where he dropped the game winner against the Bears. Uh, Jamal Williams, pretty good, consistent running back when Swift did go down last season for a little bit. Yep. Uh, Trinity Benson is still in the wide receiver core. you got Craig Reynolds, Jamar Je- You've drafted Jamar Jefferson yeah, as a running back. Yeah, Amara. What a goat. I'm a little worried about a slump for Amara this season. I'm not going to lie. He really broke out last season, especially towards the end of the season, where I think he had a stretch where he had 
what was it, like three, four or five 80-yard games in a yeah. row. I think he broke some sort of rookie record in that statistic yeah. for most consecutive games like that. You bring in Chark, as I mentioned. You mm -hmm. still got, you're going to get a healthy Quintess Cephas. He only played yeah. three games last year, breaking his foot early in the year. Yeah, I think like he had a pretty good, one, right? he had a pretty good rookie season, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um it's going to be interesting. Hopefully, you know, you can get Quintess Cephas a full 16, 17 games this year. You bring back Reynolds on a two-year contract. He finally, I think he connected a lot with Jared Goff towards the end of the season last year, which was really helping out a lot. The thing is, is how many games of Jamison Williams do you think you're going to get this year? You know, he tore his ACL in December in the, um, or no, I'm sorry, he tore it in the National Championship game. Mechie tore his in the uh, SEC Championship game. So he tore tear his ACL in January. He's going to miss training camp. They said he's probably going to miss up to the first probably six to eight weeks of the season. So if we can get a half a season of Jamison Williams, I'd be happy. Can Jamison Williams get 550 and four or five touchdowns? I think he can. Hopefully, I don't want to hope for this. I kind of hope maybe the team's out of the hunt a little bit and they could focus on getting Jamison Williams up to game speed for 2023, mm -hmm. whether that's Goff playing the quarterback in 2023 or uh, whether it's somebody we draft or somebody we pick up in free agency. Mm -hmm. Hawkinson. I really want Hawkinson to have you. This is going to be, this is Hawkinson. It's hard to believe this is his fourth season already. Yeah. I saw an Instagram post of him posting year four today, uh, and that just blew my mind. It's hard to believe that, you know, Hawkinson's been on this team. I, He's been like a I kind of thought he was a little bit, I really didn't want him when we drafted him. Mm -hmm. I really wanted Fant instead. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, they've been equal, but Hawkinson's been hurt, unfortunately, which is the problem. Mm -hmm. uh, so hopefully we can get a healthy TJ Hawkinson, 1,000-yard season. He can show that he's a top-five tight end in this league behind mm -hmm. Kelsey, Kittle, Waller, etc. Mm -hmm. um, not much has changed in the offensive line department. Decker, Jackson, Ragnall, Vitae. Hopefully Vitae can stay healthy this year. So he's a mm -hmm. great run-blocking guard. Mm -hmm. And then Penny Sewell. Penny Sewell had a great season last yeah. year. I know a lot of people were like, oh, we should have taken Jamar Chase, or we should have taken somebody else with that pick. Mm -hmm. Penny Sewell was one of the best run protectors. I do not think he yeah. allowed a sack yeah. in his rookie season, and that is just unheard of, mm -hmm. especially on a team where the offensive line is not the greatest, and that's always... Yeah. That's he always has no help, really. Yeah, he has no help. That's been a, the hamper of this team for as long as I can... As long as I we've been watching yeah. the team. Mm -hmm. That's been the biggest the biggest downfall of this team is the offensive line, and, and mm -hmm. Sewell really carried the offensive line. If you want to, what the running back? We could have a good running back. Honestly, we had Reggie Bush. I don't think Carryon was that bad. Abdullah had a couple good games. Carryon Johnson had no like a hundred eighty yard line. game against the Dolphins yeah. one year. No consistent line. And that was all by himself. Carryon mm -hmm. Johnson was not getting good blocks in that game. I mean, you almost mm -hmm. had Zach Zenner have a hundred yard game. Yeah. With the Lions, and that shows that you. Bowling pin. I forgot about. Oh gosh, him. I miss Zach Zenner. Zach he Zenner was one of my dad's favorite ball. running backs on this team, and I really miss him. He was so good for us. Uh, moving on to the defense, you're going to play in a 4-3 this year behind Aaron Qu or yeah, Aaron Glenn. I almost said Aaron Quinn. I almost have combined Dan Aaron Quinn and Aaron Glenn. Glenn. <laughs> Bob Quinn. <laughs> Quinn Trisha. Quinn Trisha. <laughs> but at the D-line, you got Okwara, who mm -hmm. signed a big contract extension. I'm yeah. really excited that we were able to keep him. Yeah. Lee McNeil going into year two. Yeah. Brockers coming in in a trade last year from the Rams. I yeah. like that as well. Exactly. You're going to throw Hutch right in there at the, at the right D-end. You're going to have Pascal behind him. Ozarike is going to be in that backup yeah. tackle spot. He had a pretty good season last year. I uh, forget about Charles Harris and Austin Bryan coming in mm -hmm. and getting snaps when Okwara and Hutchison need a little bit of a break. Mm -hmm. You got Julian Okwara at the at the will spot with Derek Barnes, who I think Derek Barnes had a great season last mm -hmm. year. Uh, Anzalone's back again. I He wasn't underrated. as consistent. He's underrated. He's not the Anzalone you were getting in uh, New Orleans for yeah. sure. 
Uh, Chris Board's gonna be starting at the Sam spot with Malcolm Rodriguez, who is one of who is a very underrated draft pick. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he was like a third or fourth rounder. I see Malcolm Rodriguez making this team, making an instant impact. Mm-hmm. He's gonna kind of remind me of an Aleem McNeil kind of type, where mm-hmm. he was drafted a little later, and I think he's gonna make well, a big yeah, impact. A good, like, and he's got a good. Depth. Yeah, he's got a good depth. He was a four-year starter at Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they had a really good defense last year. Big 12 is really not known for their defense, but uh, Rodriguez did really did carry that uh, Cowboy defense last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the corner spot, you're going to get a healthy Jeff Okuda, hopefully. This that's, is, that's this is Okuda's. Mark. This is the big question mark of the team, and my biggest thing to watch with this team in 2022, mm-hmm. 2022 is how is Jeff Okuda going to bounce back? Yeah. How is he going to bounce back? This is year three. He's running out of time. That fifth-year option is going to be here right before you know it. A warrior pulled himself out of the mud last season. Yeah. We we sat here in 2020 during that whole season and yeah. made fun of a warrior we for how him. bad he looked, especially Thanks, in that Thanksgiving yeah. game against the Texans, the game that penultimately yeah. got Patricia fired. Yeah. And then you turn around and you look, and this guy almost – did he lead the league? Or he was pretty dang – or he was no, right he behind Diggs and interceptions, yeah. wasn't he? He was second. He had seven picks last year. Yeah. And it was under the radar, too. Mm-hmm. So you got him. Uh, Jerry Jacobs is going to be, unfortunately, I don't think he's going to be playing much this year with that ACL they picked up late mm-hmm. in the year last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Mike Hughes on the right side with uh, Minifianu, who stepped up a little bit when Hughes got hurt last year. Mm-hmm. And your safeties are um, Deshaun Elliott and uh, Walker with uh, Minifianu playing in that backup I'm, I'm strong really role. I'm happy we re-signed Tracy Walker. Tracy Walker is a huge pickup for Since this team. Since Quandre Diggs got traded, I love Quandre Diggs. We needed a safety. You got, and it was him to step. You up. got the punt god coming back this year, and yeah. Jack Fox. Dude, what did he have? Like, Love Jack a Fox. Bunch of One of the best. Plus. He will probably go down and have the best rookie season when it comes to punters, like ever. Yeah. And yeah, then the only problem, rookie. if the two question marks I have this team is how's Okuda going to step up? Yep. And I never thought I'd be talking about this as a Lions fan, but the kicking game. Yeah. The kicking, the kickers that we've had since I remember correctly watching a Lions game. Mm-hmm. Hanson. And Prater. Yeah. And then last year, whatever the hell we had last year. Cost us so many games. Yeah, you lost three games on your kicking on your kicking team. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's got Riley Patterson as your starter with Cyber as well, the former oh Sooner. Uh, can we hopefully just get maybe lucky and somebody cuts, you know. Let's say, for example, the Saints cut Maher. Yeah. Or I think Zerline may be out there. Yeah. I'm sorry. for a te- I know the team's rebuilding, don't get me wrong. Yeah. And the Tigers, you know, they have some pretty bad players out there for yeah. the rebuild that they're in. You know, yeah. just placed fillers at this point. Yeah. But we got to do better in the kicking department. You had a guy that was a Costco manager yeah. <laughs> last year kick you field goals in that Pittsburgh game, the yeah. tie that we had. We would have won. And that we could have easily won that game. Mm. But those are going to be my two big question marks to this team this year. Uh, uh, the two major key ones. I have multiple question marks for this team because yeah. we're in rebuild, and you know my questions may be answered in week one or week two on what this team can do. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely going to be the kicking game. But I think number one and one A is going to be the health and the playing of Jeff Okuda because yeah. he missed a few games to start the year last year. He had two. We we forget he had two interceptions off of DeAndre Hopkins in that Arizona game yeah. in twenty twenty in his rookie season, mm-hmm. and then goes out and rips his ACL week one against the Forty Nine ers. Yeah, cheeks, dude. I uh. I know I really went in depth on that. I almost went position by position. Just you know, talking about your hometown team just excites me yeah. a lot. And this is the time of the year where I feel the most optimistic. Because if yeah. you're going to ask me three months from now, we're going to be in probably week eight, and this team's going to be two and seven or two yeah. and six, and I'm going to want to cry myself to sleep yeah. every time I watch that team play. I have a lot of promise in us. 
I have a lot of promise in Dan Quinn. Honestly, Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn. Dan Campbell. Dan Quinn. We have Dan Quinn now. We have. So we have a Super Bowl going head coach right now on our team. You said uh, Alan Quinn. What did you say? Alan Glenn. Alan Quinn. Alan. I said Aaron Quinn. What is the new name for? I said uh, Aaron Quinn. Name for Dan Campbell and and, uh, Man Campbell. Man Campbell. I like it. I just love it. I can't wait to watch him on Hard Knocks. It's going to be good. I know we're going to have a hometown bias. But this mm-hmm. better be one of the best hard knocks. I think the Cowboys did a really I, I dang good the job last year. Entertaining coach, though. They did a dang good job last year. Yeah. The Cowboys did. I think the Lions are gonna one up them, and they better. I think uh, Dan Campbell. Like I said, the, I don't know if this is a hot take. I don't. I don't have the. I don't know the temperature of the rest of the league's thoughts on Dan Campbell. I think he's the one of the funniest coaches. I think he brings a fun energy. If this team can break out next see. year or in twenty twenty four, the the first year he gets this team in the playoffs. Yeah. Unless somebody Extend has, him. unless somebody has a blowout, you know, breakout rookie head coach that wins fourteen games, yeah. Dan Campbell has to win Coach of the Year the first year they make the playoffs yeah. with this team. Mm-hmm. Dude, he's turning the team around already. Uh, dare I say, the vibe changed last oh, year. Oh, one hundred and ten percent. You went from a fat mm-hmm. guy with a pencil and a backwards mm-hmm. hat mm-hmm. to you know with exactly no enthusiasm at all. Yeah. I know you were a Jim, big Jim Caldwell fan, but that guy showed no mediocre. emotion on the sideline. Uh, you know, you go from Schwartz to Caldwell, and you go from 10 to, like, 2. And then, and then you go down to 1 with with Call, uh, or with uh, Patricia, and then you're backed up to, like, at a 12 with, Van, with Dan Campbell. I almost called him Man Campbell there. Dan Campbell. But, um, I, I like uh, Dan Campbell because, for one, he just says some funny outlandish stuff. But for two, he really cares about this team. He does. He was here when we were on sixteen. And it was the and, tight. Yeah, it was one of the tight ends on that team. I, I forgot just about tell that. In his press conferences, he talks as a team. We're doing this. Was he we're the guy that stuff. I wanted at the beginning of all this? No. Was I happy when I watched his introductory press conference? That got me going. Yeah. I mean, the, the biting of the kneecaps thing—that was a it's little funny. out there. It's funny. But I mean, whatever you got to get your team going. I yeah. mean, I think that uh, his energy is like you said. It's out of twelve. And also, it's just, it's almost like playing in the backyard. It's like, man, we're out here for fun, and we're trying to win. And they, they, they have the perfect, I think, with balance of, like, when they beat that Cardinals team, they played so hard, mm-hmm. and they, they deserve that win. Mm-hmm. The gutsy calls he makes, some people had a problem with it. I, I think he made some of the best calls I've ever seen as a Lions fan in terms of going for it on fourth down. Uh, doing stuff like that, we had nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. We had nothing to lose. We already know this team's not going to be much. We had nothing to lose, and he, he called those things. I have never seen a Lions team that calls a fake punt and and successfully gets it against the Rams, the Super Bowl champions. The way they came out in that Rams game still blows if my we, mind to this day. If we like we did in the Rams game, at least the first half, and the Cardinals game, and even that last Packers game, I know Rodgers wasn't in. Rodgers was only, I think, in for the first half. If we game. play those... Like those three games, even that Vikings one where we got the win, the game one, the first win. <laughs> if if we play like those three games or three or four games, I have a lot of confidence in this team. And I'll say that once I'm not we saying got, this team's going first to worst. Once we got that first win, I felt like the back half. Oh of the yeah, season yeah. Gave me they a lot won. They got the first win, and then they went like three and four down the yeah. or not even three and four, maybe like three and three down the stretch. It gave me a lot of promise though for this year. It's kind of. I hate to use this analogy because the Tigers aren't doing this year good this year, but last year I went to the Tigers games in the back end of the season when 
playoff chances right mm-hmm. away. Yeah, but they showed more enthusiasm and, and we got in that six back wins. half of the season. Yeah, guys, I, I went to six games. They won six times. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like that might, with what we saw last night at the Tigers game, mm-hmm. I think maybe they'll string together a couple fun wins like that, mm-hmm. like they did the year before. But it's that kind of promise for the next season yeah. that I had at the end of last season. Then the draft was an A a plus mm-hmm. in my opinion. Our last two to three drafts with at mm-hmm. least with ever the since ever since um crap I forgot our GM Brad Holmes ever yeah. since Brad Holmes came in two three great drafts he's had good drafts for sure. Now moving on to a team that has owned the Detroit Lions in the last uh, uh, I think ever since our existence. <laughs> That's the Green Bay Packers. They brought back Aaron Rodgers. We we all thought maybe there was a slim chance that Aaron Rodgers was going to leave. I honestly thought for a minute there he was heading out to Denver. And uh, unfortunately for Lions fans, not for Packers fans, but unfortunately for everybody else in the NFC North minus the Packers, mm-hmm. it's an unfortunate thing that Aaron Rodgers just has to come back. Two-year contract, though. Hopefully, hopefully there's two years and he's done. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, gosh forbid, I hate to say this, but maybe he wins the Super Bowl this year and maybe he just rides off in the sunset and we say bye to Aaron Rodgers forever. And then we get to beat on Jordan Love for a few mm-hmm. years. Dude, they, lost, they lost some big names, though. Mm-hmm. Zadarius Smith. Goes to the division rival Pat, or Vikings. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we know what happened with Devontae Adams. I think, honestly, if this Adams news drops before Rodgers resigns, mm-hmm. Rodgers is not in green gold this year. He's in Bronco orange. Mm-hmm. He's somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You think Rodgers goes to the Broncos? I thought he was going to, honestly, You know, in the offseason before they picked up Russ. You know, they pick up a new punter in Pat O'Donnell. They lose Dennis Kelly. They lose a couple smaller defensive players in Yeadham and Lancaster. Uh, they pick up Jaron Reed from the Chiefs, which is good. Uh, Sammy Watkins is going to be out there to help out Rodgers. Um, you know, their their receiver core, not, not not looking good. You got Lazard at the number one spot. Uh, I'm really interested to see what could they, they finally made a move. They drafted a wide receiver in the first two rounds, which I honestly did not think they were going to do. They took... They took some. Who did they take? Didn't they take like a guard in the, in the first round this year? So weird. They they they, they, did like they two defensive yeah. players. It was like you need offensive weapons. Oh, they took Quay Walker. Yeah. Or Sto- no, who they take? They took Stokes in the first round, didn't not, they? Not a bad pick, but why? But when you need when you lose Devonte Adams, yeah, the guys that were still on the board at the time. I think um, Traylon Burks was still on the board Sky at the time. Moore. Sky Moore was still on the board at the time. I mean, I know Sky Moore was going to be a first rounder, but dude, dare I say trade up? Why wouldn't they? David trade Bell up? was still there. Yeah, why didn't they trade up though? They could have mm-hmm. got a Jameson. They could have got an Olave. They could have got a Garrett Wilson. Exactly. But you know, Rogers is there. Jones is there. AJ Dillon. Hey, dare do I say probably the best one-two punch in running backs in the AJ NFL? AJ Dillon's being, becoming what I thought Saquon Barkley was. Mm-hmm. Be. Now, if AJ Dillon goes anywhere else, he's a number one. I would say. Yeah. But Aaron Jones, you know, carrying the ball, even receiving the ball quite well. A.J. Dillon had a sneaky receiver year last yeah. year as well. He saw some time because Aaron Jones had injury issues mm-hmm. or something like that. Right? Uh, Randall Cobb is going to come back, you know, and he's yeah. going to make his instant impact in the slot. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting to see what uh, Sammy Watkins does. Mm-hmm. Who's going to step up for Robert Tunyon while he's down for a few weeks as uh, Tunyon tore his ACL in that Cardinal game, I believe, in Week 8. Yep. Uh, who's going to step up is going to be DeGuaria, is going to be Mercedes Lewis. Mm-hmm. I never thought I'd be saying in 2022 that Mercedes Lewis would still be in the NFL. Uh, Bakhtiari, he was just put on the PUP list Um, yesterday. He's going to start training camp on the PUP list. Um, He tore his ACL in 2020. I believe uh, one of the last practices of the regular season forced him to miss the 2021 season entirely. Mm -hmm. And then we'll see if he's going to be ready for opening day or not. 
Uh, other than that, they don't got too much going on the. Uh, they lost Lindley in the last few years. They've lost a couple big names on the line. Yeah. Uh, you know, good thing Jones and Dylan can basically create holes for themselves because mm-hmm. their offensive line isn't the greatest. Mm-hmm. Uh, defense, it's it's underrated, I think, but they did lose a couple big pieces in losing, especially Zadarius Smith. Mm-hmm. They still have Preston, but I think Zadarius was the better of the two. Uh, Dean Lowry in the DN spot uh, with Jaron Reed. You got Kenny Clark, big Kenny Clark, the run stuffer. Devondre Campbell coming over last season. They drafted Quay Walker and Eric Stokes out of Georgia. Um, they pick up Adrian Amos last year, I think was a really good pickup from the Bears. And then uh, Darnell Savage drafted him a few years ago out of Maryland. Mm-hmm. And one of, dare do I say, one of my favorite corners in the league, Jair Alexander. Mm-hmm. Top five. Yeah. Uh, they still got Mason Crosby as the kicker. Crossbar Crosby. The Lions savior, and then they drafted Jay, Gabe Burke last year or this year, I believe, out of Oklahoma. So that'll hopefully help their kicking game a little bit, just in case Crosby does take a step back down. Mm-hmm. Uh, with having Christian Watson and Amari uh, Rogers splitting kicks and punts, what do you think that the? Uh, I'm thinking for the Packers, this is obviously going to be a division winning season. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be like the Chiefs. I think they're going to take a step back, and I think they're only going to win 11 this year. I think 11 and six is, is a good mark for the Packers, and the Vikings are going to give them a fight. I think until the end. I think 11 and 6, 10 and 7. Honestly, I could see them at 10 and 7 just because uh, I, I I think their division is easy and that's where they get a couple of free passes where I think they can easily maybe go undefeated in the division. Um, but I want to see the Vikings giving them, giving them a fight. I saw a stat that Justin Jefferson has the most receiving yards since 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and... He he made a tweet after the Madden ratings came out and said, "I think, he got talk about a guy that got disrespected." He in said Madden he ratings. was gonna he said he was gonna be a top three receiver by the end of twenty twenty two. And I, looking at yardage wise, he ain't wrong because he's a he's the number one receiver yardage wise in the last two seasons. Mm-hmm. So what are you thinking for the Packers? Another easy division win, easy division title. Yeah, huh? What is this gonna Sadly, be? Sadly, ten in a row. I don't know. It feels like <laughs> then the Vikings. The Vikings won one, didn't they? In like 2017. That was when uh, Cousins... That was the Minneapolis Miracle year. That was the Minneapolis Miracle year. That was before Cousins. They won a division title then. All right, 2016, 2017. Oh, jeez, man. That feels like forever ago. But yeah, this has been a division that's been dominated by the green and gold. But uh, Mm -hmm. I think the the purple and gold, I think they're going to make a big move this year. Um, They extended Kirk Cousins, which at the end of the day... I'm a Michigan State guy, big time, but Kirk Cousins, I just don't think, is the match for that team. Uh, I mentioned they got Zadarius Smith from the Packers. They re-signed uh, Thielen. Barr still hasn't re-signed yet, which is kind of shocking. They re-signed Pat Pete. Uh, Jordan Hicks comes over from the Cardinals. Albert Wilson comes over from the Dolphins, which I think is big. They lose Nick Vigil and Xavier Woods. Um, Everson Griffith, I think, is at the end of his career. I don't think he's going to re-sign, honestly. Um, they pick up a small other couple pieces. They lose Mason Cole, their uh, center from to the Steelers. Joseph resigns and then Conklin, which is a which is kind of a consistent tight end for at one point for the Vikings uh, going on to the Jets. Um, like I said, I think this team's going to be a ten and seven team. I think that they're going to um, give uh, Green Bay a fight till the end. But I think at the end of the day, they're just going to head to head's going to be what's going to kill the Minnesota Vikings because. That has not been a very good place. Lambeau Field has not been a very good place for anybody in the NFC North, but I think the Vikings are definitely one of the teams that just struggled there a lot, besides, obviously, the Lions. Uh, Dalvin Cook, dare I say, one of the best running backs in the NFL, if he can stay healthy. Uh, Alexander Madison really stepped up, I think, when Cook went down a few games last year. And another sneaky guy in their running back room is uh, Kine Nguanu, third stringer. I really like him. 
Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're led by Jefferson. They're led by Thielen. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got KJ Osborne, who had a decent season mm-hmm. at some points last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amir Smith, Marseille. About them in team spotlight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think it was uh, either week one or week two. Osborne had a, a two touchdown game. It was the game. I think it was week one because it was the game they played the Bengals. Yeah. Um, they drive the Basia Johnson. He got a couple targets last year. Mm-hmm. They're gonna have Jalen Naylor, uh, rookie out of Michigan State. Obviously, mm-hmm. I mentioned Albert Wilson. Irv Smith is going to have even a bigger role now with uh, Tyler Conklin going to the Jets. Uh, they have a really good young offensive line, in, especially on the left side with Darisaw and Ezra Cleveland. And then having Brian O'Neill, Bradbury, and Davis in the center tackle and guard spot on the right side. Uh, defense, you know, it's not the same Viking defense when they had Jared Allen and when Everson Griffith was in his prime. You got Daniil Hunter still in the linebacking core. Uh, you have they they took Armand Watts a couple years ago for D tackle. Uh, they got Jordan Hicks from Jordan Hicks used to play for the um, the Cardinals as I mentioned. Um, Jordan Hicks, man, that's another. Zadarius Smith in the same spot. He's still playing in the I league. know, man, that's crazy. And then Pat Pete, you got Dantzler, uh Booth. I think Booth was a good draft pick for them out of Clemson. And then uh, Lewis Sign, another another Georgia guy, going to be in the NFC North as a rookie. And then, uh, you know, the ageless Harrison Smith, one of my favorite, one of my favorite safeties mm-hmm. in the league, Harry, Harry Smith, OG. What are you thinking for the Vikings this year? I think they can rival with the Packers, but only to an extent. I think they've got to get everything rolling. They've got to have a del- healthy Dalvin Cook is the key. Mm-hmm. He had a great year last mm-hmm. year. Justin Jefferson, I think, is going to have a Man just has to stay healthy. Phenomenal year for Justin Jefferson. Uh, I think he's going to be, you know, trying to keep keep on his promise of being a top three receiver in the league. I don't know if he's going to be, per se, just based on the names that are out there. I can name you five guys. Jamar Chase, Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, Cooper Cup, mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson, Terry McLaurin, dare I say, is getting up there. Mm-hmm. D-Hop. These are all the guys who are in, in, in the top yeah, yeah, um, yeah. of the league um, in terms of that. But I think Justin Jefferson's in that conversation. And I, I think that he'll have a great year. I think Thielen is going to have to be a very reliable target. I feel like mm-hmm. he's taken a decline maybe in the it's last It's because he's – Thielen's just – I think Thielen's – I don't know why I have what I say, jealous. But I think he's disappointed that he's not the number one. Because yeah. he thought when Diggs left, it was going to be his team. Yeah. And then, you know, that first – was it maybe Diggs' last season? Wasn't it last Diggs' last year when he when he complained a lot that he wasn't getting the ball? Thielen? Yeah, I think so. And then, and then they got rid of Diggs. They got rid of Diggs. I think Thielen had one year. I think Thielen had maybe one year, or did he? Or did Diggs get traded in the twenty twenty? Okay, so he didn't even have a year where he had the team. They traded Diggs and drafted Jefferson Jefferson. in the same year. Mm -hmm. It's unfortunate, and I think if Thielen wants to be the main man, he's gonna have to go somewhere else. He's aged. He's going into his thirty two season. Yeah, I I don't. So I don't even think even if he goes somewhere else, he may just stick in Minnesota and be a a solid sixty or seventy catch guy for the rest of his career. I agree. I like Thielen, but NFC North is is kind of a sneaky division. I think this year it's a sneaky division, but I'd say the Bears and the Lions are clearly in the bottom. Yeah, I think can they make an impact early in the season? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to be seeing the Bears or Lions fighting for the uh, division title in December yeah. for sure. I think the Vikings have a chance at wild card. Mm-hmm. And I, think, I think this could be a division that produces two teams for yeah. the playoffs for sure. I think so. I think the NFC honestly is a little easier than the AFC. Because mm-hmm. right? like when you when you take a look at uh, the teams that I'd say are going in the wild card, I'd say maybe the Saints, maybe the Panthers. No one from the NFC East. Yeah, maybe gonna... the Eagles. I think the Eagles can win. I think the Eagles can sneak in. I think the in. Cowboys maybe. 
I think, think the Cowboys don't make the playoffs this year. I think they can make the. Wild you should have them as your division winner. I had them. I had them in the Eagles. I think at the same record. Yeah. And the, uh, and then I think that um, in terms of the Seahawks division, I think only really the Rams and Cardinals. I I, I could see the 49ers making a run. Not if they're going to trade Garoppolo. Depends on Garoppolo's health. They I don't think they're they, going to. I don't know. To who? I don't know. Who needs them? Yeah, very good point. No one. I mean, they also did say they were going to trade Debo Samuel. Yeah. And Debo Samuel is still, still a 49er. I don't know. I think the 49ers just try like to they like to bait everybody in and, yeah. and you know see what's gonna happen, make see what's Test happening. That's the water. I can't believe that team made the Super Bowl two years ago. Though. Yeah, I think they have a chance, but I think uh, that defense I carried them to that Super Bowl though, yeah. for real. Yeah, for real. All right, guys, that's going to wrap it up here for episode number 109 of Dylan Al Talk NFL. Thank you, as always, for listening. Next week, we will have a full breakdown of the Madden ratings as they were released last week. We were going to throw it in this week, but it just would have been too much content, I think. You know, guys, save something for next week. And then we will be wrapping up our division previews with the NFC. Or, I'm sorry, no, we won't. We have, we have two to do the more South. Days. I'm sorry. I, I totally told you pre-show we were going to do the West this this coming week. Yeah. And then I totally forgot about the NFC South. So, basically, the Bucks. And the rest of the NFC South. Yep. So Bucks obviously with a bounce back, they need a bounce back season after a disappointing. Can't believe we'd say disappointing in they, eleven. They win. almost won. We that said game disappointing in eleven win season in the same sentence. Yeah. I, I never thought I'd be saying that, but we'll probably be saying that about the Chiefs or even the Packers next year. Yep. So we'll see. You know who's gonna possibly give Brady a run for his money, and you know what could be his last season in the NFL. Brady for the Super Bowl. But uh, that's going to wrap it up, guys. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. We are found on all podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, etc. Mm-hmm. And we will talk to you guys next week. Thank you again for listening.